Welcome to Stories from the First Watch. The following is a short summary of episodes 6 through to 10. This is a chance to catch up on the action and take stock of how the party has progressed. It's also an aid memoir for me, so I don't make any glaring plot errors. We begin in episode 6 with a flashback in the halls of Shazenbund, the dwarven citadel in the Copper Mountains. Bargrim, the High Lord of Shazenbund, is informed by a servant that Lord Merrick, ruler of Forland, wants to increase prices for the trade between the two powers. Angered by this, Bargrim tells the messenger to reject the proposal and replace the ambassador of Forland with a lowly acolyte, who turns out to be Na'vi as we saw in episode 0. Returning to the present, the party has just defeated the vicious Draco lizard, with Na'vi surviving by the skin of his teeth, or rather, his neck. A healing potion saves him from a grisly death. As a result, he feels born again, and is taken to his role with increased zeal. The party discover the Draco's nest up in a cave, and Elmanda destroys the beast's eggs in a rage, whilst the rest discover hoarded treasures. Returning to the halls of the Gnome Queen, the party are awarded with magic-imbued daggers and the stimulant Golden Snake Root, before being escorted from the Shadow Woods as friends of the gnomes. Their guardians, Tomta and Nisa, bid the party farewell at the wood's edge, and the party head into Hollow Hill, where they are challenged by the gate guards. Meanwhile, we return to the perspective of Druk's Goblin Warband, who are coming towards the end of their own journey to the village. They crest a ridge overlooking the Shadow Woods, and are now ominously close to Hollow Hill. In episode 7, the party are taken to see Reeve Denwald, a big, burly, one-legged man who is the chieftain of the village. Recognising Elwyn, he gives them a hearty welcome, he asks them to help rid the village of the bandits that have plagued it recently, snatching away a number of villagers. Kilia reveals the existence of the map of the bandits' lair in the old dwarven halls of Caramon, which pleases Denmord greatly, and he offers the party a contract, as well as the services of some of his militiamen, to seek out the hideout and solve the problem once and for all. Reluctantly, the party agree then purchase supplies before spending the night at the village inn, the Winking Chicken. As the others retreat for a quiet drink, Elmanda attracts the attention of the local bard, Giona, who plays him at a dice game known as Feathers. Shortly after she wins his gold, the curfew bell rings out, and the party members go to their rooms. In the night, Mara awakes and hears a terrified scream. The party heads out to investigate, and encounters a gang of bandits who are in the process of kidnapping two women and a young boy. Na'vi challenges them, and the band's leader taunts the party. In episode 8, the party clashes violently with the bandits, but not before Kilia reaches level 2. Elwyn is badly wounded, but all but two of the bandits are slain, and the villagers are rescued. 
Mysteriously, the village militia don't come to the party's aid until the fight is already over. It turns out this is because the village bell has been sabotaged. Perhaps coincidentally, perhaps not, Giona the Bard has disappeared. Whilst the militia pursue the fleeing bandit, the captured captain is taken to the reeve. He refuses to talk, but somehow recognises Elmanda and warns him he is doomed. In episode 9, we learn more of Elmanda's backstory as a border guard in the southern province of Jankeen. One day, after coming back from patrol, he is accosted by his friend Aveline, who tells him it is now time to undertake a mission on behalf of a shadowy contact called the Lady. Elmanda reluctantly agrees, but only if the price is raised, which Abilene is wary of. Back in the present, Narvi also levels up and gains his first miracle. The party bids their leave of Elwyn and are assigned two of the militiamen, Macus and Longo. The company make their way out of Hollowhill and up into the highlands, where they encounter a curious rock formation called Old Man's Bluff which Makas alleges is the body of a long-dead stone giant. Kilia's map points them to the hidden entrance, which they struggle to open, until Na'vi deciphers the dwarven riddle that controls the magic door. In episode 10, both Almanda and Mara level up, meaning all four party members have reached level 2. The party enter the ruined dwarven citadel of Karamund, which the bandits are using as their hideout, Passing a message scrawled on a tunnel wall, they discover that the bandits are associated with something called the Cohort of Paha, which Almanda recognises as the death cult he had previously worked for, meaning something deeper and darker is going on here. Shortly after, Kilia triggers a door trap, sending a javelin hurtling at Na'vi, which wounds him. In the adjacent room, which Na'vi recognises as a smelting hall, the ground is strewn with rubble and broken equipment which saddens the dwarf. The party discovers another door. Upon opening it, they are shocked to discover bodies in the storeroom. However, the bodies aren't as dead as they first appear, and to their horror, the party are faced by a group of undead dwarves. The episode ends with their unholy wailing, and the story will continue in episode 11. Thank you to everyone who has contributed to the show and has given it a chance. It's an absolute blast to make and I enjoy every minute of it. You can read the show blog at firstwatchstories.blogspot.com I try to post a few times a month. You can also get in touch with me on X at firstwatchstories, on Mastodon at, at firstwatchstories at mastodon.social and on bluesky at at firstwatchstories.bsky.social All of those firsts are numerical. I'm always looking for cross-promo opportunities with other podcasts and for voice actors who wish to volunteer their talents. If this sounds like you, please do get in touch. And of course, join me next time for more stories from the First Watch.